Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Johnny Mother Effin Davis. Number one, number 51. It don't matter because he says, Rowdy, Sparty is done. How about that for the Wisconsin Badgers last night? My God. Number 14, Bucky on the road, East Lansing at the Breslin Center against number 17, Michigan State. And Bucky gets the last laugh. Woo, 70 to 62. What a game last night, Rowdy. Yeah, really efficient game for the Wisconsin Badgers, especially Johnny Davis, who only had seven points at halftime. Yeah. I think he only shot it, was it four times in the first half? 18 points in the second half, Rowdy, for Johnny Davis. Yeah, he was efficient. He wasn't really forcing it for the most part. <clears throat> he was looking for his shots and playing good defense, as always. Yeah. But yeah, the Badgers were. Awesome. Outside of outside of uh, Brad Davison, who stays ice cold. Hey, he had a big three at the near the end of the game. Badgers pretty efficient yesterday. Yeah, Brad Davison had two big three. I know he bricked five other ones, but he had two. He had one big one near the end. But yeah, the Wisconsin Badgers, you know, go on the road. Johnny Davis flexes his muscle, and the Badgers get it done. That second half. Well, the first half, I mean, the Badgers were controlling. You know, there's ebbs and flows of the game, but the Badgers, you know, never were in doubt in the first half of, like, you know, letting the crowd come in, letting them slip. But then and there was, like, what, a, what was there, like a five-minute scoring job, a four-minute scoring job for the Badgers in that first half? Or was that the second half? Whatever it was, it was incredible to see the Badgers down the stretch. I mean, Michigan State made a game of it uh, with a couple minutes left, but Wisconsin never buckled, never faltered, and they got it done Courtesy of Johnny Davis. I mean, the, the Badgers stretch. as a team shot over forty-seven percent from the field, and they were they were all right. They were okay at from behind the arc at thirty-three percent. But the big things that were huge differences from this game to the game that was at the Cole Center against Michigan State: Tyler rebounds Wall. and fouls. Yeah, and Tyler Wall being back and uh, turnovers. Those were those were the three big key things because if you look at the yeah. box score when they played in Madison, Michigan State dominated the boards. Now we talked about it yesterday. Tyler Wall was back, so we were Huge hoping difference. that there were going to be a, a yeah big difference with Tyler Wall versus the rotation that they tried to throw at Michigan State last second when it was announced that he wasn't going to be out. Yeah. So that was a big key, and then turnovers. I think the Badgers had double-digit turnovers the first time they played Michigan State. Just seven. They yeah. averaged eight and a half. And Michigan State seven. had 12. Had 12 last night. Michigan State loves turning the ball over, Rowdy. They love it. Yeah. They and, can't get enough of it. And in this game, Badgers had less fouls than Michigan State. Yeah. Last, Badgers. Yeah, last game that was reversed. Badgers could not hit. I mean, they were shooting, what, 63.6% from their free throws. What is going on with the free throws? That was getting a little frustrating. Johnny Davis, for some reason, will miss the first one and then will make the second one. It's like, come on, dude. Let's go. Um, but yeah, at least they, they they did shoot them better towards the end. Yeah, when it, which when is it when they mattered. definitely needed them. But yes, more. the last couple of weeks it seems like Wisconsin when they've been cold, they've also been cold at the line. Yeah, totally. Wisconsin, unbelievable. This is uh, Wisconsin's win in East Lansing was its first at the Breslin Center with fans in the stands since 2004. Now, they did it last year. No fans in the stands, obviously. This is the first time, again, since 2004 that they got a win on the road at Breslin since with fans in the stands. And Rowdy, Michigan State, and Purdue wins on the road in the same season for the first time since 1963. Oh, baby. Doesn't that feel good? That feels good to say. And now Badgers are tied for first place in the Big Ten with Purdue and Illinois. That's pretty crazy, dude. What a what a game. Tyler Wall, huge difference. He was great. And I thought he messed his ankle up again last night, too, after that dude landed on him. So I've now watched, like, I think three of the last four Michigan State games. Yeah. I watched Michigan State-Wisconsin. I watched Michigan State-Rutgers. And I watched Michigan State-Maryland. I don't think in a three-game stretch I've ever seen Tom Izzo so upset yes. or have his hands in his head. Yes. Oh, he, he just yes. looked Hit. Didn't he just look pissed? Livid. Isn't it funny to see him just get all like, just get all like, 
like tensed up and starts screaming about that, stuff. That's how he's looked the last three games that I've watched Michigan State play. How old is his old now? 67. God, I thought he was older than this. 67 years. January 30th. <laughs> I, was, I had to look it up this morning because I was thinking, man, are we starting to see the end of Tom Izzo? He's looking pretty frustrated <laughs> Six, on that 67. Bench. What's Coach K at now? He's, God, I mean, this is Coach like K's 80? last year. He's, oh, 74 is Coach God, he looks a lot older than Coach K does. But he looks, Coach K kind of looks like, uh, like Frankenstein a little bit. Yeah, Tom Izzo, I think the uh, the anger and the, the rage is starting to age the man a little faster, uh, catching up with him. He looks older than 67. But, man, he, what is he, Italian? Just an angry little Italian man? What is, what is Izzo? Is that Italian? I have no idea. Someone asked me that this morning. Paul from downstairs asked me. He's like, what is Izzo? I'm like, what do you mean what is Izzo? He's a basketball coach. He goes, no, like, is he Italian? I'm like, I, It's not Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know why. He's like, he's just really feisty. I'm like, yeah, I mean, he could be. But what a win. It Michigan was, uh, State never led in the game. No, never, never, never. Wisconsin came out, you know, right away. Um, there's a bunch of clank shots. At, I mean, Wisconsin scored the first bucket, but there's a bunch yeah. of clank Did shots. Did you at think, first. oh my gosh, here we go again when yeah. the game started? I like, did. here I'm watching Penn State, yeah. Wisconsin again. No one can make a shot. It's like a Mason's convention rowdy. Everyone throwing up bricks up there. Clank, well, both, clank. Both teams came in shooting the ball pretty bad the last week, week or two. And yeah, that definitely continued for like the first seven, eight minutes. I know. I was like, please, God, let's just let's start making some shots here. And they did just that, dude. It was incredible for uh, Wisconsin, who got some revenge. Obviously, they lost at the Kohl Center to Michigan State late January, what, January 21st, I think. Badgers now 10-3 and three in the Big Ten. This is uh, a couple stats right here. This is the 19th time in the last 21 seasons that the Badgers have hit double digits in wins. Now, according to UW, they are the only team in the conference that can now make that claim. Incredible. 19 and 4 on the year, 10 and 3 in the Big 10. Come home to face Rutgers. Thank God it's not at the rack at the Cole Center on Saturday. But wow, a Johnny Davis dude. So I was at the Village Bar watching the game rowdy and it was a raucous scene. At first I was wondering what the hell happened. I'm like, who's this number 51 guy? So I was like, you know, I was you're at a bar, you're talking to people. I was getting a drink from the lovely bartender aka my wife. And it was uh all of a sudden I looked up and there's uh, number 51, I see flash. I'm like, who the hell is that? Oh, wait, it's Johnny Davis. Did you see his jersey get ripped at first? Yeah, it was when they were lining Tussling up. Tussling on the free throw, throw line. Yeah. I was like, what happened to do it? Like, did it, someone put, hit him in the face and he was bleeding over it? Uh, number 51, though, was that just the first jersey they could find that they just grabbed for Johnny Davis, do you think? I guess that's the extra jersey. I, I guess. Number one to number 51, it doesn't matter. Johnny Davis says he's going to get it done. <laughs> I was like, 51? Who's this cat? Does Johnny Davis have a triplet that I didn't know about? Nope. That was that was funny. I'm pretty, I'm pretty funny. sure. Do you remember way back in the day where they made college basketball video games? And like the <laughs> now looking back on it, the graphics weren't very good, but it was like March Madness 2003 yeah. and oh, yeah. stuff like that. Oh, I remember one, one of my buddy's older brothers got the game and we would play. And funny that you say, you know, 51. Obviously, they couldn't have the real names in yeah. the games, yeah. but you knew who they were. Yeah. My buddy's older brother bought the game because Brian Butch was a true because <laughs> he was supposed to be, he's you know, all American. He's going to be an absolute stud. It was his freshman year. So he yeah. bought the game. And I'm pretty sure in that game. Brian Butch's number was like 51. fifty-one or fifty-two. The polar bear, <laughs> yeah, just getting it done. Did he look <laughs> which, like Greg? Did which he look wasn't like, even his real number in real life. Did he look like the polar bear in the Ooh. game? Just was it just some big lanky white guy? It, the graphics were awful. The last one they made was uh, NCAA basketball twenty ten. Dude, I have one. They started in ninety eight. I think it was NCAA basketball two thousand and one. Two Kenyon Martin on Kenyon the cover. Kenyon Martin yep. is on good the good memory, cover. Rowdy. I got it up right here. Kenyon Martin, Cincinnati. Did he have the tattoo? The big. Did he I have don't the think tattoos he was yet? tatted in college. Because then he got to the NBA. And I just, think he just had like one on his on his shoulder, and then he really got tatted in the NBA. Yeah, that's got, when you get that NBA money. Oh, you get the NBA money. You're, you you get all kinds the of tattoos. Under the table NIL money only goes so far in 2001. Well, even before yeah, before NIL <laughs> deals, right? You, you see guys in college basketball or just in general that are college athletes, and they're like tatted up everywhere. And you're like. Okay, I know tattoos are really expensive. Like, if you just want a sleeve, like a quarter sleeve, a half sleeve, that's like a couple thousand dollars. It's like, we're, I know you don't got some job on the side where you're getting paid like buku cash. You got to know a guy. Yeah, that's true. 
Or, yeah, know a guy that gives you money under the table. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, I'm looking at Adam Morrison. Oof, 2007. He was... I remember that game. Uh, Tim Duncan was the first one. The last one was Blake Man, Griffin. I'm trying to think of the the last one that I owned. Was Ty Lawson, maybe? Ty Lawson was not on the... Raymond Felton. Raymond was. Felton. Yep, 2006. 2006. What a game for the Wait, Badgers. No, no, Kevin Durant was on 07. Uh, 08. 08. 08. Yeah, I have the list up here. <laughs> we have Johnny Day. If they bring back NCAA basketball video games, put Johnny Davis on the cover. That dude rules. Uh, let's go to the phones quick. Good morning. Who's this? Tommy. Hey, Tommy. What's up, my man? Yeah, listen to you boys this morning about the Badgers. You know, I had a thought during the beginning of the game when it got started real slow that if they put the stall back in, that they could possibly have a single-digit game. The stall. You know, <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, like Tommy, did you, I know you watched the game uh, against, uh, what, Penn State on Saturday, or listened to it. It was 18-13 to on halftime. That's pretty close, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. It's like if they if they allowed the stall back and got rid of the 10-second uh, or whatever, the clock, they could end up uh, really being low-scoring and, and win by, like, one point. So that would be so cool. Now, would you be entertained by it? No. <laughs> Um, it's just—it's nice when they start getting on a little bit of a roll. That's all I'm saying. So, you know, Tom, what did you do for the game last night? Did you listen? Did you watch? Like, what? Is, it was a late one. Uh, well, that I, one, I wasn't that late actually. My time's kind of screwed up. I listened to the, the first half of playing with my train, but um, my gal needed some company, so I went up and uh, watched the Olympics with her, and I just watched the score change on the computer. Oh, were you like, were you biting? Were you were you a little nervous at all, or did you just think they had it? Yeah, like, what was, I, what was I going through your brain. You know, we got close, and then they, they pulled away. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I had a question to you guys about another sport that usually starts around now in about a week or so. <clears throat> I heard that... Uh, not happening. They're not talking. That's not real good for baseball, is it? Well, Tom, you were, I mean, you were in, you were higher up in like in, in some po- local politics, and were, you were you were in a union, yeah. right? Were you, were you in yeah. charge of a union? Well, I was a union... Um, Rabble rouser. I was trying to get my union to be better. Well, yeah, Tom. I mean, in, in unions and you know, being in, in politics and whatnot, isn't it a bad sign when no one talks about issues? Like that's not a good thing, right? Well, the the company, the management, locked them out, and then <laughs> no one wants to talk. <laughs> It's like you're not trying real hard. And, you know, once again, the annoying thing about this is these guys make so much thinking money that it's the money is absurd. Yeah, I got some bad news for you, Tommy. I don't think pitchers and catchers are reporting soon. Right. They should have been in about a week, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's not. I and don't think it's happening. You're saying, that, oh, there's still a good chance that they're going to play a full season, but they're just not going to have spring training? Yeah, right. So, Rowdy, they were talking yesterday, today, and tomorrow? Was it? Supposedly. That was the rumor from over the weekend. So, yeah. I think they're just meeting in a room, Tom. They both look at each other and give each other the birds and then leave. I was part of a union organizing attempt in Madison with a construction company, and one time the the lawyer for the company went out and said, "Well, we got a proposal. We'll work one up." So we all sat there and we just talked, jive, and we're pretending they call it a you know caucus or whatever. We yeah. turn around and talk, but we're just talking about anything, just so stupid. They come back in and they've taken a one second, a one sentence. A one sentence uh, statement and turned into like three paragraphs of gobbledygook. And I, I was across the table from the lawyer, and I started to get on my chair to reach over to grab him by the throat and pull me back. Ah, you should have, Tommy. I mean, I was getting close, and the the union guys with me were just. Like, and Tommy, you're not a guy that usually chooses violence, right? Correct. I'm a. You're a lover. Yeah, I'm a MLK kind of guy. All right, here's what we need to do then, Tommy. We need to get you in the room with uh, Major League Baseball and the Players Association, and you can go across the table and smack both of them around, okay? Yeah, and gently, you know, not... Yeah, long, yeah just like, yeah, gently, like a, like a love, love tap. Like a slight concussion. Wealth, blood. You know, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys th- have a good day. You man. too, Tommy. See you, buddy. <laughs> a slight concussion, Rowdy. How awesome was it? To see him waving bye to the Breslin Center, the fans, and throwing up the L. Goodbye. Take the L. Johnny Davis back on the scene from his season-low four points to waiting for the second half to have his explosion. 18 points in the second half with uh, 25 points. The dude was uh, possessed in that second half. He was – that was incredible. That was just just fun. So we, we talked about Johnny Davis quite a bit, opening segment of the show when we were recapping like last night. But there are others. Yeah, Tyler Wall played pretty well. Obviously, at 11 points, he was, you know, a secondary scorer. Chucky Hepburn was shooting the ball pretty well, playing pretty composed. Obviously, both of those guys always bring defense. And I'm going to kind of shout them out, but not really. But how about the bench? The bench actually scored nine points. They had nine rebounds. They needed it. Which, which, 
that doesn't sound like much, but for and that it's bench, not, but for that bench, yeah. that's a good day. It but is. Lauren Bowman with a big three, too, by the way. Um, you see, you see he tweeted out that he got lucky. No, did he? no I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't see that. That dude, um... And how about, okay, did he, did he hit it right before half and then Michigan State came down and hit that stupid two? Uh, bank three in before halftime? Yeah, two. Bingham. Just oh, a two. two. He was inside. I was like, what the hell? Did, yeah. or, I mean, there's nothing to do with it, but, you know. It's yeah, like, Chucky whatever. Hepburn was like in perfect defensive position and he jumped straight up. Yeah. yeah. But it just so happened that he was attempting to guard a guy that was like a foot taller than him. <laughs> yeah. so, so his shot still went over him. That Chucky Hepburn layup in the first half was. Dude, when he went under the basket and yeah. did like teardrop reverse layup, where he scooped it up like, high off the glass. My God, he's gonna be good, dude. I mean, obviously gonna have some growing pains as a true freshman, but he's looking the part. He's looking good. Well, at least the one thing he consistently brings you every single day, kind of like what Tyler Wall did when Tyler Wall was a freshman and played a decent amount, was defensively they're always sound. So even when you're not playing good offensively or, or being able to shoot the ball well, you're at least bringing something to the team defensively. Yeah. And All that's right. what helps keep you on the floor. But then, Barry, watching on TV, we got the Olympics. Yeah. Dude, how cool is it to see? Now, some of these games, like, I, I don't know, like, how to describe what I'm seeing and watching. or what, <laughs> But hockey, I can, right? How cool is it to have the Olympics now in full force um, for hockey? Like, what this means... Big stuff for obviously the countrymen, but what does it feel like to have the hockey uh, hockey on TV for the Olympics? Well, there's sort of two feelings out there. It's like, well, gosh, we're missing the NHL, the world's best. You know that that's that sort of feeling where it just happened the last couple months, where the the NHL, you know, superstars were not playing and representing the country. So you have that sort of feeling, and you put that aside. That just wasn't going to happen, and mm-hmm. it just it just it didn't come to play. And then you have sort of the story of like, okay, now you have. Real young U.S. team over there, some college kids, you know, there's there's kids that were playing against, you know, for Michigan, you know, a couple weekends ago that were playing against Wisconsin that were going to represent the country playing for the Olympic team. So really, really good stories. There was a great story about the third string goaltender, a journeyman, you know, 34 years old. I can't remember his name, but he's uh, he's been up and down in the minor leagues. And all of a sudden he got the call to be on the Olympic team to represent your countries. But. And What's then, that like? Well, it's uh, it's it's phenomenal when you put when you when you first get your gear, you show up at the, you know, so the sort of uh, I fulfillment have, center, I guess it is. I am know? looking right here. I I googled Barry Richter Team USA there for processing, and here is a a card, oh, a top stadium club card of yeah. Barry Richter. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Height six two, weight two oh five. Shoots left. Born. Uh, we don't need to th- age you there, Barry. <laughs> Madison, Wisconsin, hometown Madison. What is it like to don the 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 red, white, and blue? The USA. Oh, it's, it's it's really just a, a dream come true. Growing up watching Bobby Souter, Mark Johnson represent Team USA nineteen eighty when they won the gold, the Miracle on Ice, which is a great great story and and hockey history. Not only hockey history, but just sports in general. Just the the U.S. team beating the famed Russians, and uh, and now you have a really young team, you know. And, but the but the feeling is great when you do put the red, white, and blue, and you get out there, you represent your country, and and you get to go to other events, you know. Possibly, hopefully, they have some downtime to go to go watch some different events. But you're in this sort of oh. area where it's just, and they're probably just. I think China's sh- really jamming them up. I think they're just throwing them back in the quarantine. Hotel. I think they're all in a big <laughs> bubble. So, but but they're all there. The athletes are all there. Is this the closest thing that the U.S. has had to amateurs since 1980? Yep. 1994. Yeah, since, since the last time we played, it is uh, the youngest team since our team, 1994. So when it, you have that, and, and you're, you're putting sort of a team together from all over. They haven't practiced with each other, and then you're going to play against European teams that their national teams have, have played with each other. So you have a little bit of uphill battle against the Russians and the mullet. Swedes and everything. Do you have these cards? I do have those cards. <laughs> you have these cards? Yeah. This, dude, Barry, I, I need to get my, there's an autographed one. Barry Richter autographed card. Look at this thing. <laughs> this thing is legit. Barry, the mullet in this one is fantastic. One of the. Mullets are in nowadays. Look at that. I'm looking ahead of my time. Back. Look at Barry Richter. Rowdy. One of the top backline collegiate performers in the country last season. Richter. Oh, I just clicked on the wrong button. Damn it. I'm just curious how you think United States is going to do, being that they are playing with a lot of younger players versus a lot of guys not necessarily that are professional but potentially european professionals yeah i think they're they will do they're going to be right in the mix but once again as i've always said hockey is a great parody game and and if you have some goaltending you have some teams that will click 
and you have a short window of two weeks, they can make things happen. They definitely can make things happen. But, you know, playing on the wider rink, so the the, the ice sheet is a little bit larger than what these younger kids uh, kids are playing on over well, in the United States. That's a pretty big difference, right? That's a big difference. Yeah. you got 15 feet of wide. That's and, what I was curious the Europeans about. are used to that. Europeans I was curious because we know NHL plays on a different rank than Olympic size, but not all college kids play on NHL size because there's aren't there different uh, arenas and different yep. sheets of ice depending on where you're playing? Cole Center is 97 feet wide. Yeah, NHL rinks are 85 feet wide. Minnesota's 100 feet wide. Wow. And that's the largest it can be. 100, 200 by 100 is the Olympic size sheet. And so it's. Why is that uh, not uniform? Like, why is it that not a uniform. uniform thing? It should be uniform. There was a, just to give you a little historical perspective, back <laughs> in the, the, the middle 90s is when there was this push to go to a wider rink for skill. Mm-hmm. For skill. And then that just didn't work, and it just it's, <laughs> and so you have these work. rinks that are out there that are that are that kind of size, and but but when you go over to Europe, they are one hundred by two hundred. They are very large, but they play the game, and all the players are very skilled and fast. So there's a big difference there, you know, in terms of hmm. how they play the game compared to how we grew up playing the game, which is a little more physical. Yeah, Barry Richter joining us right now, talking Olympic hockey, uh, Wisconsin and American. Legend. Isn't that more Canadian hockey? That USA plays where it's a little yeah, more the, rowdy. rowdy. I say North American. Okay. <laughs> North I, American. I don't refer it as Canadian hockey because I, don't, I think there's more than just Canada. The hybrid <laughs> between that, the Soviets and the me. Canadian schools. That's, but there, that's a bad. That's a little, I mean, obviously you can feel a little bit of a rub with uh, you know. I when we play Team Canada, it's a huge rivalry. When the women's team played Team Canada, oh yeah, yeah I, they, I, lost, they lost. They lost four two. Well, the, fort, the hell happened there? To, empty netter? I, I don't know. They they outshot him and everything. And yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, I know they dominated just, him, but they lost. I bet Canada got some of those famous greasy goals you always greasy talk about. Greasy goals, yeah. <laughs> we need some greasy so, goals. Anytime U.S. plays against Canada, it is a huge, huge rivalry. And um, and I, I, sus, I, I suspect that U.S. and Canada for the women's side will meet in the finals. Most likely. You know, when, when they get down to the gold medal. How many times did you play medal. against Canada? So we would do a tour. We had a whole national team tour from August until... February in the Olympics. So we probably played about seven or eight times and we'd always, we'd beat Canada, but then they started adding extra players, right? <laughs> so sort of adding their, you know, a little so bit more like, players. Yeah, we got beat by the Americans. You're out. Come on in. We need new blood. Google Peter Nedved. And, oh, Nedved. Uh, yeah, I know that so name. He was a, he was a Czech born. Nedved player that played for Team Canada in 1994, so I don't know how that happened. Peter Nedved is a (laughs) Czech-born Canadian. What? A Czech-born Canadian, former professional ice hockey player. So he was in the 94 team, so yeah, Canada sort of does those things. Left as a refugee and nationalized to to Okay, well that makes sense then. Yeah. 1989. Uh, Really good player. Really uh, excellent NHL player. uh, Czechoslovakia playing right now versus Denmark, I do believe, uh, currently. And uh, do you understand? Now, I get it, but I don't. The Russian Olympic Committee. So they're banned. But you can still. How long is this ban going to go on? For? I think it's still. I think it's after this game. And they're done. Yeah. yeah. But Putin can be there, and they can start like, hitting the steroids again. Yeah. And then you can just get back at it. <laughs> yeah. What did well, you guys do got... for a training regimen? Obviously, Cycles. I mean, you weren't banned. So you guys weren't on any steroids or anything. Would you guys like to well, see a bunch of meat and potatoes? I, and... I think I told this story to you before, and, and uh, just to remind you is that there, the, we would play the Russians, and when you would play the Russians, there was a big difference in strength compared to us and them. Because they're roiding. <laughs> I mean, we, I am not going to allegedly. We've all seen, we've all seen the Rocky Four training yeah. montage. We get it. Rocky Four. <laughs> I assume that's what every Russian do is they're cue, like, in the, cue the music. They're in the, the lab. Survivor. No way out. Is yeah. it no way out? Yeah. They're in the lab getting injections, and they got all the, yeah. the flashing lights, and they're on the exercise equipment. Anyways, that they were very strong, and and uh, you know we thought we were working out hard. We were just <laughs> you went to play team, team USA was on the Richter pond. Yeah. <laughs> Russia was on like pond, pond built by steroids. Have you ever seen the? Uh, 30 for 30 on the miracle on ice, but from the Russian perspective, it's really good. And the stuff that those guys have done for decades and decades now is just insane with their training. Like they basically grow up being like, all right, you're really good at hockey. You're 12. You're going to this camp for like the rest of your life. And you're serving out your military experience playing hockey. Well, and and what happened in the late Bob Johnson, you know, who started pretty much badger hockey would, watch videotape of 
you know, back then it was videotape of uh, how Russian trained. The and real, the reals. That, he, just, they were training out in the woods. They would have their their sticks in their hands and they're jumping over logs. And they're, yeah. I mean, there's if you look at these old training videos, they're just of Russian hockey. It was really fascinating and interesting. They just did things a little yeah. bit differently. Uh, and the the documentary he's talking about, that kind of stuff's in there. They're like, yeah. in the winter, they go up there in the summer and they're on like these yeah. little like linoleum panels where they're just, you know, sliding back and forth, sticks Jumping in their hands. around, yeah. tumbling, yeah. all these things. Yeah, it's just it's just really fascinating and they were just way ahead of the game and they have, and uh, you know, so, so you got to give them credit for doing that, but, gotta, and the, but Bob Johnson really started to bring that so over. So there... You're a coach when, you know, you're, you're a coach, right? <laughs> I, I think I know what's, what's next in your coaching regimen then. We get those old Russian tapes and we start implementing it. Should we start doing that? Yeah. <laughs> we'll wear the velour shorts that are really oh, high yeah. and yes. everything, the socks, the, the yep. striped if socks. If there's one thing I'm bringing to practice, get a whistle. it's the whistle. <laughs> oh, we're going to be steroid-free, though, okay? Like, we're going to be clean. Oh, totally clean. Above board totally clean. program. Totally clean. We're more HGH guys. <laughs> we're <laughs> still a little undetectable. But like, like Rocky Four, you know how Rocky's training in the, like, barn and he's living yeah, 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 yeah. we're gonna do that we're gonna do that we got the log on the back and yeah. everything the ox out, cart we're gonna scream out drago on top of yeah. like we'll find the highest mountain and we'll do that the highest hill no, it's a good, it's a good, yeah <laughs> it's a good time of year and uh unfortunately those games are like in the middle of the yeah. night so you got to record yeah, them and I you got to figure out what's going on but uh it'll be it'll be interesting what happens in the next couple of weeks and um like i said the europeans have a leg up just because of they play with each other a lot well, how more is often. like the how is nationally USA perceived now are they like- oh it's yeah we're in high regard yeah I don't know if you watched uh you know you guys probably didn't watch it but the the, the all-star festivities oh, the sk- for Las yeah, Vegas I, I thought yeah. last week in terms of the skills session yeah. about what they did in Vegas and I don't know what they did in football but what they did for hockey and the skill session was unbelievable they were very creative in Vegas and this Trevor Zegris the the move that he made in a uh, in a shootout sort of skills competition was off the charts. I saw some charts. highlights, RJ. I think you watched it twice, RJ. Didn't you? Like the Pro Bowl stuff was on. I was like, nah. Yeah. I watched. You didn't miss anything with the Pro Bowl, bear. I watched the skills competition, and then I thought I was watching the actual All Star Game live, but apparently that was from the night before. <laughs> so, like, while the Pro Bowl's on, I'm sitting here watching hockey that happened Saturday night. No, I didn't care. It was hey. more entertaining than. Been watching the, if you, the if you didn't Pro know Bowl. what was going on. It's yeah. okay, you yeah. know. I mean, hey, it's, it's 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 entertaining. But it, it, I thought I thought Vegas did a really nice job. Not yeah. just the game, but just all the other stuff. The, mm-hmm. the different types of they were shooting at the cards to try to get yep. blackjack. They were doing different things that were Vegas style. Really cool. I saw the obviously the hardest shot, and they were you know some of them are like a hundred miles an hour. Mm. I couldn't imagine being a goalie where they didn't have masks. Yeah. Well, or, or buried like in the fence, we got to throw your body in, in front day. of it. That was insane when they didn't, the goalies weren't wearing masks. But again, they're playing with flats. They're playing no curves. Yeah. You know, back oh, then. So you can't but they were, they obviously got a couple off the face. I'm yeah. not saying they didn't get a couple off the face. <laughs> There's a reason they weren't. Did you ever get one? Now? Did you ever get one off the oh, face? Oh yeah, I've had a couple. You're losing the face. chiclets. Uh, they're dying on me right now. I got to go see. Uh, oh really? Hopefully, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> see, I'm just. He's got to go. He's got to go talk to Jen. I'm just imagining like a 1960 goalie that doesn't have like. A mask or whatever, just getting down there and trying to eat a hundred mile an hour fastballs. Oh, well, but, but as we remember, uh, Rowdy is that that's probably seventy five miles an hour. So, yeah, so <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 It still hurts. I'm still, I'm, I'm <laughs> seeing the guys at the All Star Game just ripping it, and I'm yeah. imagining that coming at your face yeah, with no, no mask. There's, there's, How does one train for that bear as a defenseman? Like, if you got just a rocket shot coming at you, are you supposed to like dive in front? Like, obviously, you're supposed to like stop the puck. Obviously, Ebo, you watch old Russian tapes. Yeah. The game, the game is fast right now, so it's just. <laughs> what you, did you do? Are you like, oh, you like, have to. Is it a split second? You dive in front of it? Blocking shots is an art, and you have to get it before. You have to time it. You can't. You don't want to screen the goaltender. It's just, there's a lot of things going on there where it's. I can't imagine. You got to make sure you know what you're doing. So it's definitely an art, is blocking shots and. It's were, not so were, were you the Picasso of it then, Richter? Or well, I wasn't the Picasso. I was doing it once in a while. You got to make sure you square up because if you don't square up, you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get things where where you don't have pads and everything. Oh know? man, Barry, I, I'm looking at these cards before I let you go. I need some of these Barry Richter cards here. Um, I had to chuckle at this one. Even your dad gets a little love in this card. <laughs> and tell Pat we said hi. Uh, one of the top backline collegiate performers in the country last season. Richter is a former left wing prospect. Barry's dad, Pat. 
player <laughs> used to play tight end for the Washington Redskins. Why, why do they put that? Like, Pat's a great guy. The Commanders. What, what, yeah, the Commanders. Yeah. Why, do, why, is the, why do they throw it's that little tidbit in there? It's a little tidbit. It's a little tidbit. Look at my chin right there. That's where I got I got slashed on my chin. You see that? <laughs> yeah, it's right there. Yeah. yeah it's a fresh so, little scar right there. They got there. the European ones. Look, they look like NASCAR. They got all the advertising <laughs> on it, the European ones. Yeah, those but, uh, some good looking cards. And, okay, big shout out to uh, Mike Jambord and Rob White, Jeff Lenz. They listen to you guys. Awesome. So, I love it. I was with them last night. Some hockey guys. Middleton was against Edgewood. Just Sweet, met, that's cool. They're like, listen, hey, when, when are you going to listen Wednesday mornings? Well, they didn't listen to the four other days, too. But I think that's <laughs> my favorite. And listen, I love all my time here Monday through Friday from 6 to 10. But my favorite time is 7 a.m. on Wednesdays, like 7.02. Actually, me. I got a question for Barry real quick. So you played in the NHL and you played overseas. Mm-hmm. What was more fun? Uh, in NHL, when you're playing the NHL, it's just it, you're at the top league. You're traveling around. It's you're staying in great hotels, but you're you're playing. I feel like playing going, against the best players. I feel like traveling Europe could be extremely fun. That was a great way to end the career, no doubt about it. To play in Sweden and Switzerland, to live there, were to you live in us, Europe. Were you telling us a story like when you're overseas at a banquet and these dudes were like like grown men were like be brought to tears like sitting next to <laughs> hockey players. Um, maybe I'm maybe I'm churching it up a little bit. But. <laughs> no, but you do need to know the cultures, uh, the culture, and that's one thing they yeah. did teach you when you went over there. Is to you know one thing in Switzerland is when you, you know, everyone drinks at lunchtime, and when you when you do a <laughs> prost, which is cheers, you got to look at everyone in the in the eye, right? Oh, you got to look at everyone prost. in the eye when you do it, and uh, and so that's, those are the little things that they they make sure that you don't. You know, come off as people. rude a light, as an ugly a light American. Beer, a light beer over there, like a golden ale or something? Oh, they don't have light beer over there. Man. <laughs> they, don't, they don't do light beer over there. It's heavy. Imagine like a golden it's ale. Heavy. Like, no, it's real heavy you beer. Know. Richter's like, I got to practice later, man. I can't be drinking at lunch. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know someone that uh, actually went over to Oktoberfest in Germany. Oh, that's and a blast. They, yep. they start drinking like the heavy beer and... They were like, yeah, I didn't realize it was so heavy. Yeah, <laughs> just snapping. It's, it's, it's definitely your lunch, too. You can, so it's called the liquid I buried, lunch. Also, I'm, last time I texted you this, it was the women's program, but I think I just saw that Wisconsin hockey is, uh, I think they got postponed this weekend, if I remember correctly. I got it in my what? email. I have to go look. Notre but, Dame, I think Thursday and Friday. They have a Thursday-Friday schedule I think it weekend. got. I think it got. got. Um, let's see here. Wisconsin men's hockey series with Notre Dame postponed. Yeah, I got it. Uh, what is I got it last night. So men's hockey series with Notre Dame postponed. Oh, you're dialed in, man. Wow. Uh, well, that's good. I was going to show up. Take a guess why it was postponed. COVID? Oh. Correct the mundo. Leaky yes. roof. COVID, pro- leaky roof. <laughs> COVID protocols. The ice conditions were uh-huh. like they were for the first round of the NCAA tournament last year. Uh, let's see here. Sloppy. People, you're dialed in today, man. Well, Bear, I've, I, it's I, this, this, this is, this is probably the top three Top three times I've been here where you're just like, you are, you got a lot of well, things going on. You're dialed in, you're energetic. I had to make up for it last week because I was hungover when you guys were in. You're still good, though. <laughs> you're still good. I did go at the village bar last night, but I was a good boy. Does it yeah. say when they're rescheduled or is it just postponed? Uh, Probably got to figure that out. But. For the amended Big Ten Conference, forfeiture guidelines approved by blah, blah, blah. These games will be postponed, and the conference office will coordinate with the rescheduling process. Well, the bad part is they won't be able to play at the Cole Center coming up here because uh, high school championship season's coming around. Yeah. Oh, well, high school doesn't play at the Cole. Or where are they at now? They play at the Coliseum. No, no, no. Uh, oh, basketball. Because wrestling's coming wrestling. in, basketball. Yep. Well, just those two, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. But that's over the next. That would be cool if they went home and played Laban. I think Dude. the Laban is where the women's play. I think it's a great. I was just there last night. Well, I don't think the amount of season ticket holders would allow that. I got it. <laughs> it probably. I got it. <laughs> it did give them some pretty good luck last year. The Fieldhouse sell beer. <laughs> the Fieldhouse set it up in Camp Randall. Camp Randall. There you Camp go. Camp Randall. Outdoor game. Get that NHL ice guy Outdoor out here. game. Yeah, I don't know if it would work at the field house. Yeah, Camp Randall. <laughs> yeah, Camp Randall. <laughs> that would be, be a pretty small sheet of ice. Hey, skills will be huge then there. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. This is Over the Line. Welcome. Hello. All our fine listeners out there. 
Sports Talk Radio, reset. Okay, Rowdy, this is what I wanted to get to. And I do a little music accompaniment. I am stepping in for the Maury Povich. I'm stepping in for Maury Povich here uh, on the Maury Povich show. Today on Over the Line, Maury Povich is out. Ebo and Rowdy are in. Drama in Titletown? Has Shailene Woodley called off the engagement with Aaron Rodgers? Well, here's your host. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Rowdy, here you go. Shailene Woodley. I found the deets on it, and this could be a sign that Rodgers is indeed not retiring. Check this out. Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers, I love the first paragraph, never had the best mouthfeel. They come from different worlds and are both outspoken in their own right. Rumors are floating around about Woodley calling it quits last December. What made Woodley supposedly pull the plug? Well, reported reasons range from Rodgers' refusal to retire... To his bad attitude, here are some stories Gossip Cop has encountered explaining why the star-crossed couple supposedly couldn't last. You ready to dive in, Rowdy? You ready to dive in, Rowdy? I can't wait. I'm sure this is just so good. The blowout fight. Per the National Enquirer, Aaron Rodgers and Shane Lee Woodley have called out their wedding because of a huge fight. Woodley ended things, an insider said. She says Aaron is just too jealous and controlling. For it to ever work, Woodley apparently turned to the stars for guidance and decided she and Rogers weren't cosmically compatible. Her zodiac signs must not have matched up. Wouldn't uh, you have known that right away when you met? Yeah, it's like, hey, uh, what month were you born? Oh, okay. Well, I was born this month. Yeah. <laughs> so Rogers, I'm with Polly. Polly messaged in here. He goes, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah, we need a Jerry, Jerry Springer, Springer fight. Better than Maury. Uh, Jerry Springer intro. And so Roddy, Rogers, I guess, was supposedly angry because he felt Woodley had too many male friends. Anyone who knows Shailene speaks her mind. She doesn't well, worry about what others think, and she's sorry it didn't. Uh, she says she's sorry it didn't work out, but she can't be with someone who tries to cage her. She made a decision to change, and it is over now. So apparently, Rogers too jealous and control. I don't care about that stuff. Here's what I care about: this last part of the article. Apparently. In reports, the wedding is off because Aaron Rodgers is refusing to retire. Quote, refusing to let go. He never accepted Shailene Woodley for who she was and refused to change his life for her. Shailene was hoping he'd retire from the NFL to work on their relationship, a source revealed. Since Rodgers is now refusing to retire, Woodley is refusing to stick around. It doesn't matter how good he was at football. She wanted him to quit for her. And his refusal has cost them the wedding. So there you go. Rogers is not retiring. You heard it here. Breaking well, news. Just from hearing those, I guess, descriptions of how Shailene Woodley was feeling. I skipped over three paragraphs, by the way. You're welcome. I think Aaron may Aaron Rogers made the right decision and dropped her on her ass. Because <laughs> one, you gotta find yourself a Giselle. Yeah, who, Tom Brady's who asked Tom Brady to quit and says, I don't like you getting hit but still lets him do it and lets him be Tom Brady. Well, Rowdy, as a guy who's married for five years with my wife for 14, it's a give and take relationship. It, it's, it's work, you know, it's, you got to be able to, you know, come to an agreement and compromise. You know what I'm saying? Like, could you imagine for like, for like us, all of a sudden you start dating or you're about, you're, I guess, engaged with these two and the significant other goes, well, actually, if we get married, I want you to stop watching all sports. <laughs> It's like, all right, see ya. See ya. So here you go. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You're welcome. So here's see the ya. thing. See ya. That's what Rogers said to Shailen. So there you go. Rogers' refusal to retire is one of the reasons why they have broken up. So confirmed on these airwaves, Rogers is not retiring. Therefore, according to like TMZ, well, this is from the National Enquirer as well. So Rowdy. Rodgers is either doing one of two things, staying with the Packers or playing somewhere else. We've whittled it down. We can take away the retirement out of there. And I think I've narrowed it all the way down. From the beginning, I said he's either going to retire or he's going to come back and play for the Packers. <laughs> well, well if he's what? not retiring, looks like I have to go with he's playing for the Packers. And there it is. Let's go back to the phones. Thank you, TMZ. Do you think if they split, because I don't remember how these relationships work, if they split, will he be seen ever again with the tellers? <laughs> 
Yeah, who, who gets the friendship in the in the ending of the relationship there? Who gets that friendship? Well, we're still trying to figure out who got the mansion and the Danica Patrick the, the split. Well, that was the rumors why. Well, remember, they were friends, supposedly. Yeah, Danica Shailene Patrick and, and Shailene Woodley. What have we divulged to now? What is this? Whatever, I like TMZ it. TMZ Radio. I kind of like it, to be honest with you. It's, it's like a it's, station on Pandora. It's fun. It's kind of fun. <laughs> it's fun to talk like this, you know? It's fun. Yeah, so Rogers, what I can gather, not retiring. So therefore, he's coming back to the Packers. I still don't get how Danica Patrick and Shailene Woodley are friends. Maybe Shailene likes to go fast. She likes to drive around in circles. Isn't Shailene Woodley like in her late 20s or early? Isn't Danica Patrick like 40 Um, and drives drives a car? I want to be honest. Not an I want to be honest. I don't know, but I'm going to Google it. Danica Patrick. She is... 39. There's like roughly a 10 year difference. Woodley is they're in completely different. 30. She's yeah. 30? I thought she was younger than that. Okay, they're about a decade apart and they're in completely different work areas. I, I don't know how they I get, get connected. Danica liked to drive around in circles. Like she likes to go in circles. NASCAR driver goes around in circles. Shailene Woodley says Rogers and her are cosmically compatible. So therefore, she likes to talk in circles with astrology nonsense. I'm going to go with a different conspiracy theory. It's more straightforward. I think they became friends because when she was filming Divergent, GoDaddy commercials were actually filming right next to him. <laughs> that same set? Same set. Same set. That was Hollywood number 364 and 363. <laughs> all right, there you go. We figured it all out, folks. Roger's not retiring. Therefore, the wedding is off. Still got to get over Olivia. But anytime you got Darren Rodgers, I'm told you got a chance. Rowdy, check this out on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. Charles Woodson, friend of Aaron Rodgers. I, I think they got a good, I mean, they have a relationship better than Shailene Woodley and Rodgers, yes. Charles Woodson and Rodgers. Rodgers speaks very highly of Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson said on Good Morning Football, yes. Well, first I was going to pose that relationship also might be a little strained because, you know, he did come out, Aaron Rodgers, that is, this year, and say Devontae Adams is the best player he's ever played with. That's, Remember, mm-hmm. Woodson Woodson took a little bit of that. He did. Did he tweet, mm-hmm. it? Did he tweet about he that? He tweeted something yeah. about it. Well, this was tweeted out by Kyle Brandt. Um, Kyle Brandt, also on Good Morning Football, NFL Network. Kyle Brandt had Charles, Charles Woodson was on, and Charles Woodson said, and I quote, if I'm the Packers, I'm thinking about trading Aaron Rodgers if we can. End quote. Charles Woodson. Here's here's the thinking, right, Rowdy? Let's say Rodgers does come back. And God forbid the Packers don't win the Super Bowl and it's all for naught. The, the Packers then get nothing for Aaron Rodgers after that year? I mean, depending on the, like, he'd have to restructure his contract, right? Like, that's the first domino. Yeah, like he has one more year left on his contract. The one upcoming. And it's for a lot of money. They cannot get out of it by just cutting him. If they do, they're going to be eating tons of money. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, after this upcoming 2022-2023 season, he would officially be an unrestricted free agent. <sighs> but if he wants to be in Green Bay, he wants to help you know massage the salary cap issue, he signs an extension. Mm-hmm. and backloads money or takes a nice sweetheart deal. So when you hear the likes of Charles Woodson saying, quote, if I'm the Packers, I'm thinking about trading Aaron Rodgers if we can. What does that What does that mean to you? That they would just, I mean, you get a King's ransom for him. He's an MVP. He's going to be back-to-back MVP here, four-time. Do you think it's time to start anew, start fresh? Or is it let's run it back one more time with Rodgers and see what happens? I just, I get how you, if you trade Aaron Rodgers, you're going to get a ton of value. My biggest thing would be no duh, but the, one of the bigger things is they're like loading up on picks. Oh, three first rounds here. Oh, maybe a second rounder. Those picks don't guarantee anything. No one. I don't know if you'll ever truly get Aaron Rodgers true value from a trade. Cause one, you'd almost have to hit like, you almost have to have like a Herschel Walker, Minnesota, Dallas trade where Dallas like nailed every single draft pick and they got, they drafted like multiple hall of famers and pro bowlers all from just trading Herschel Walker. Yeah. That's not, that's not realistic. That was not. And 
to even, you know, I, I do like Derek Carr. I think he's a very underrated quarterback. Even if you got like a Derek Carr in, in like two or three first round picks. I saw a hot take that the Buccaneers were going to trade for Derek, Derek Carr. Carr is nowhere near the quarterback that Aaron Rodgers is. And I like Derek Carr. Same. And there's no, again, there's no guarantees with the picks. I just don't get why everyone is so quick to move on. Neither do I. I mean, that's why when I see Charles Woodson saying this. I'm like, and, and another thing is quick to move on from a guy that's going to be a four time MVP, two MVPs in a row. Yeah. Like it's not like it was just the best team in the NFL and had home field advantage. It's not it like he's way. big Ben in a walking boot can barely move, can barely throw the football. It's I mean, it's not like he's Tom Brady and he's 44 years old going on 45 and it's like, oh, well, he's just kind of getting old. He's probably just going to hang it up and be with his family. Well, one, we're showing he's got, he doesn't have much of a family. And two, he's not. He just turned 38. And we're seeing that a lot of these quarterbacks in the last wave that have made it that long, they've made it to about 41 outside of Tom Brady, 40-41 before they really started to diminish. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers has kind of modeled his diet and some of his workouts after Tom Brady. I mean, no. the guy hasn't shown any type of rust at age 38. I was going to say, no, I know he's going to be up for probably when his fourth MVP. But when watching Aaron Rodgers, Rowdy, have you seen anything that's been diminishing from no. this game? The one year that I think pissed everybody off was 2018. Yep. And I still stand by it. I know you stand by it. I think he was missing throws, acting out on purpose to get rid of McCarthy and to Agre- get, bring in a Agreed. fresh face. Agreed. He was still a top 12 quarterback in most categories. And now he wasn't Aaron Rodgers because before that, you know, 2010 to 2017, Aaron Rodgers was like a top five, no doubt, best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, no doubter. But outside of that year, it's pretty tough to find a year from 2010 to 2021 where Aaron Rodgers wasn't a top five and quarterback. Rowdy, you're, the, you're a gambling man. Every day at 650 and 850 to the, you know, the razor's edge. And you were saying just right there, just getting picks for Aaron Rodgers is a gamble you wouldn't want to take. Because I know exactly what Aaron, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, the guy that back in the day when he would break his collarbone those couple years, mm-hmm. he was worth like 10 points on the Vegas yeah. line. You see other quarterbacks go out and they'll bring in some, you know, other. OK, for for example. We were talking about Aaron Rodgers breaking his collarbone and Brett Hudley coming in and playing, and he was worth 10 points. We've seen Brett Hudley lead, I believe it was the yeah, Arizona Cardinals. not great, I'll tell you that much. Not too long after he left the Green Bay Packers, and he actually led them to like one or two wins. Remember that, where he filled in? Uh, yeah, I couldn't for believe like, it. It, was, it. It was incredible. It was like miraculous. It's like we're, Jesus walked on water. We're talking about Kirk Cousins, who's a pretty solid quarterback in his own right, yeah. and he had his best season of his career this year. He was out, and I believe it was Sean Mannion, Ooh. a longtime backup, a guy that obviously they didn't trust throwing the ball downfield if you watch the game. And, you know, nothing ever really special about him. The line didn't move anywhere no, close no. to ten points. No. All right, we and got, Kirk Cousins is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. All right, three. I got three people on hold. Let's really quick. Uh, line one. Who's this? Hey, boys. Real quick. Yeah, make it um, really real quick, Paul. Yeah. So this is why you trade Aaron Rodgers now. Well, you just want him out of the NFC North because you're a Bears fan. No, 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 no. I don't give a sh. Nope. I don't oh. care. Oh. I, I don't. I, I don't care because. Your time's coming. Our time's coming. It might be two, three years. That doesn't okay, matter. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Here's why you trade him. Herschel Walker was in his prime when they got those picks for him and arguably the best back in football. So that was the whole thing. If you can get three first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers right now, you do it because let's say he's got five years left. He's on the backside of his career. Let's say he's got five years left. He's won MVP. I, I know he did, but – He's look. He's thirty eight years old. Yeah, okay. Just because Tom Brady played till he was forty four doesn't mean Aaron Rodgers can. He's one hit away from being done, or he's one day away from going. Eh, I don't want to do this anymore. So you get what you can for him because I'm telling you, okay. the reason you guys don't understand it and don't see it is because, and I'm not a Packer fan, but you didn't live through those <laughs> lean years when the Packers were terrible and finishing last or second to last in the division every year, mm-hmm. if you can, if you can 
curtail that and make it two to three years instead of a decade or a decade and a half, yeah. you you have to do it. All right, Paul. I, I'm just you, saying, like. Yep. You, you got it, bro. But, sorry, I got, I got like three other calls. See you, Paul. We love you. Right. We love you. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to toss you on hold. Line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Matt from Milton. Oh, what's up, dude? What's happening, Matt? Hey, hey thanks for know, thanks hey, for waiting on hold. Appreciate that. You no know, problem, no problem. Hey, um, I can't believe I'm um, agreeing with him a little bit. Oh, uh, the Bears fan, Paulie. Just, just listen, listen. You know, <laughs> okay, it's just sorry. like if you're gonna do anything with Rodgers, this is when you do it. Come reigning MVP, you're gonna get load up, load up on defense, get your special teams ready, and get a quarterback to get by and get to the Super Bowl. That's I hate to say it, I hate the Bears, but that's how they won their Super Bowl with Bear, with defense, a crap quarterback, and special teams. So you're and ready for all, a, Matt? You're ready for a crap quarterback? You're ready for a crap quarterback? Get locked from Denver in a trade, no. and then load up. Matt, is this your first time calling in? Yeah, I like it, dude. Keep them coming, okay? I will, I will. Oh. Hey, and uh, you know, I'm late to the show here, but I don't know if you guys heard what Odell Beckham. Mentioned. What do you say? Um, he didn't mention the thing that he didn't mention was the Packers was one of his choices. It was the uh, Saints and Patriots. He never mentioned once Green Bay. Oh, I did. I did see him mention that the Patriots. He was like almost close to signing with them. I did see that. You're right. I, I sometimes I think we drink the Kool Aid around here too, way too much. They, yeah. It doesn't sound like the Green Bay was even in. The, well, okay. Let me ask you this, Matt. You know, you're you're Wisconsinite, yes? Yes. Do you think a dude who wears a skirt like Odell Beckham Jr. would want to be in the cold of Wisconsin? No, I, I mean, I think it would have been a little fire underneath <laughs> their butt, you know? Yeah, I feel you. I do, I do think they needed a spark at the, at the right time because they, the, they came into the playoffs. Yeah. Dud. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Matt, good stuff, brother. Yeah, be well. You too, buddy. Okay, well, you got Matt, who's a Packers I'm, fan. I'm, ret- I'm retort, my retort for Paulie. He talks about the Herschel Walker trade. Mm, yeah. Here's the deal. Jimmy Johnson was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Jimmy Johnson was the guy that kind of initiated that trade. Jimmy Johnson was the guy that invented the trades, like the trade value system that like all NFL GMs use today. So this is a conspiracy theory that Jimmy Johnson was the one no, no, no. with the trade. Like, like, you know how they're like, okay, well, this spot in the draft, like the 10th the overall pick is worth this first round pick and like this first round pick of value. Yeah. He's like the guy that was like the architect that had that, like, I guess you would say formula that he would use to like figure out how much each slot in the draft yeah. was worth. Yeah. So when you made trades like that, you got like equal... No one else had this type of knowledge. They were so far back in like the the dark ages. Jimmy Johnson pulls this trade with Herschel Walker, gets all these guys back, and then they hit all those picks. Yeah. No one else had that type of no. information. He he invented it. And he had great hair too. Now they all have it. Still There's does. no way you're gonna you're you're gonna have a Herschel Walker trade. All right, one more. Well, Mike Ditka was just the dumbass that came from the Bears <laughs> and traded everything <laughs> for Ricky Williams. I love Ricky Williams. No, how about real quick, the Milwaukee Bucks. We don't talk much Bucks, uh, especially, well, regular season, postseason we will. But, Rowdy, nothing warms my heart more than seeing the L.A. Lakers imploding and just can't help themselves and and just fighting on the sidelines and yada, yada, yada. The Milwaukee Bucks are 3-0 and on their West Coast road trip. Uh, it ends tomorrow night in Phoenix. A little matchup with the NBA Finals. Remember, Cook, when the Bucks hoisted the championship. But, Rowdy, the L.A. Lakers were getting their asses absolutely handed to them last night, courtesy of the Milwaukee Bucks. There was, they were bitching at each other on the sidelines. Russell Westbrook was, like, trying to, trying to give his business to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Giannis Adetokounmpo had 44 points, just a, literally the Greek freak. Doesn't it feel good? And remember when the, the Lakers and LeBron were trying to woo Giannis to come, you know, out of Milwaukee and come to L.A.? And Giannis was like, you guys are losers. Like, I don't want anything to, in a part of you. Look at how funny it is to see the the LA Lakers fail and the Bucks be awesome again. I can't remember what exact. I, it was something on the four letter network, but I had it on pre one of the basketball games, like you know, ten fifteen minutes before it starts. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the Lakers. This was probably like a month ago, and it was after the Russell Westbrook and the Vogel spat where he was benching them, and they, yeah. you know, everyone was whining on the Lakers team. Wait. 
and obviously this goes even far going farther back. They were talking about how the Lakers are an old team and LeBron says, Oh, we're just a bunch of veterans. We know, we know how to win all this BS Mm -hmm. and now they're crying. But I heard on that short little span that I was watching it probably two, three weeks ago. Yeah. And they were talking about how Anthony Davis has to come back and be the guy for the Lakers. He's got to be the guy for the Lakers until LeBron can get 100% healthy and they can coast off into the playoffs and really turn it on. I saw Anthony Davis trying to back down Giannis last night and trying to dribble. Yeah, trying to dribble around and he pulled up for a shot and got absolutely swatted back in his face. (laughs) That's because he's the Greek freak, Rowdy. I'm curious when Anthony Davis is going to quote unquote turn it on. I'm curious when all those old timers on the Lakers are going to turn it. I mean, Anthony Davis, not as old as everyone else, but the average age of the Lakers, we figured it out before the season started. It was like 32, almost 33 years old. The oldest team in the NBA. Yeah. It was a great team. That if it was assembled in 2009, <laughs> uh, there was this, like a bunch of pictures pulled. There was like Carmelo Anthony who wasn't playing. He was dejected looking. Uh, Vogel was dejected looking and LeBron and AD were just like beside themselves. It was so funny. See at this point, if you're Frank Vogel or any other like Tyrone Luz out there, what was it? David Blatt. Blatt. If you're any type of coach like that, do you even want to coach LeBron James? Like, yeah, he probably gives you a decent shot at winning a championship though. He's getting on the older side at this point and he's becoming more injured the last couple of years. Do you even really want to go through that headache? Well, or would you you're rather not even like the coach? Yeah. Or would you rather try and get hooked up with like a guy like Giannis or a guy like Luka Doncic, like someone that's younger, that's going to be around for a while and not whiny and crying. Well, well, Vogel was on a day to day contract essentially. And you know, that's LeBron pulling the strings. Like the dudes, the dude is like coaching for his life every game because LeBron's unhappy. Well, wasn't David LA. Blatt like the, the you most, know, did you see that Cleveland, by the way, is the front runner out of land LeBron? <laughs> Did you see that? He's coming home part two. But guess what? He left to go to L.A. And the only reason why he'd want to go back home is because the Cleveland Cavaliers good. are good and they have young talent. Yeah. I mean, the, he wanted obviously a ring with the Lakers, but it's Who a fake it? ring. It's I mean, it's not fake, but it kind of is. Wasn't David Blatt like one of like the he, at the time he was fired? He was the most winningest. He was like the most winningest. Uh, I don't know. How I know it was some bridge. stat where like. For like first or second, whatever it was for years, he was in the NBA. It was like he was the most winningest for that time period. Yeah, and but he was fired. <laughs> yeah. Which is insane. So Giannis, 44 points last night. Enough about LeBron. Let's talk about the future. Well, I Giannis, think, yeah. real quick, I mean, if you're going to talk about LeBron and we're talking about the Cavs, if he goes home, I don't think it'll be nearly as cool. And what was no. what was the owner? Was it Dan, was it Dan, Dan Gilbert? Yeah, Gilbert. Remember when he was like, remember when he was like, yeah, he was just like, basically F you LeBron. We don't want you back. And then when LeBron's like, I might come back. He's like, all right, here's my letter. Come back, come back. I feel like if you assembled a new young team, that's got some, uh, you know, up and coming talent and LeBron just wants to come in and ride off their coattails. I think if I'm Gilbert, I'm throwing it right back at the finger, right back (laughs) at him saying, stay away this time. We got our ring. Stay away. He wants to play with his son too, Brownie Jr. Who cares? I I I saw the, by the way, I saw a highlight of him the other day. He got crossed over hard in a high school ranked high school game and he almost fell over. Well, I mean, it's like Michael Jordan's kids. They never, Hey, they sat on the end of the bench for Illinois. All right. So yeah, actually my brother, my brother played AAU basketball for Randolph and they, I was in a couple tournaments watching, and, and Michael Jordan's son was there. Dude, it was really good, but obviously not as talented as his father. He, no one can be. That's Michael Jordan. Or or big-time D1 talented. Yeah, other than that. So Giannis last night, 44 points on 17 of 20 shooting. Wow. Chris Middleton, all 21 points in the first half for K money. By the way, those kids turned out all right. Now they're like the two. I think two of the sons are like head of like Michael Jordan's like business yeah, good for stuff. Them. Good for them. It's going to be all right. Yeah, they'll, they'll be. I think they'll be fine. Giannis also 14 points, eight assists, uh, made his first 11 shots in a row. Bobby Portis, 23 points, five three-pointers from Bobby Portis. You see the new Bobby Potis? Yeah, for uh, that was funny. I saw him retweet that. Uh, let's see here. Milwaukee was up to a 24-point lead in the first half, shooting 70% and led by 30 midway through the third quarter. Lakers did have a little rally. It's the NBA. But the Bucks now, game after... Game of runs. Game of runs, Rowdy. After blowing out the Lakers, 3-0 on the West Coast road trip. Uh, nice little nice little spell here for the Bucks. 
away from the Pfizer forum. And it was, it's uh, the Bulls. Well, the Bulls are kind of taking a step back just because uh, what's his name is hurt, Lonzo uh, Ball. And the Bulls are now a three seed. Bucks are a two seed in the East. And the Heat, 35 and 20. It's a log jam up on the top of the, the Eastern Conference standings. <laughs> you remember when the Bucks used to take these West Coast trips and they just get throttled? Absolutely get their faces pushed in. Well, they go, well, they, they got their faces no. pushed in two different ways because they go to the strip club and get them pushed in some boobs and then they go in and get them pushed in on the court. Now, originally it would be like the team was pretty bad, so you weren't expecting much and they'd be playing like the Lakers and the Clippers back when they were both good. And they just get smoked. And then you're talking about the one you're talking about was when they had, was it the um, two nights out there? The one was on a week. I'm pretty sure it was a weekday against the yeah, the Wizards. Or not the Wizards, the Sunday Warriors. Sunday night into a weeknight, weekday. And they went and they beat the Warriors. Yeah. And that was when the, Warriors, was the Warriors were like, were like not losing. They were like the 73 was that before the 72 win season? I don't remember exactly, but it was, it was like around that in time. that time. Yeah. And they actually beat the Warriors. And everyone's like, yeah, the Bucks actually match up really good like against the Warriors. Yeah. As the Bucks are like a 500 team. And then they go and play like Sacramento they like the next day slapped. and get smoked by a terrible team. And then that's when they had the, uh, the, the club videos coming out from TMZ. Where TMZ? you had like, uh, oh man, it was Chris Middleton, Greg Monroe. Yeah. By the way, Greg Monroe back on the Bucks. And oh, yeah, it was Plumley. It was Mason Miles or Mason. Doesn't matter. And there was, uh, I think, John Henson was there too. And they all, <laughs> they all caught at the strip club. They were out yeah. to like three a.m. at the strip club, just partying, and they got waxed by the Kings. Yeah, it was some other West Coast team just smoked them, and they were terrible. You you beat the best team in the NBA, in the Warriors. Went to the strip club to party, and then got just like I said, waxed by the Kings, who were always terrible. <laughs> and then fast forward, NBA champions, all of. All of those guys that were in that video, no longer on the roster, but Chris Middleton. No, Greg Monroe's back. 10-day contract. Oh, when they won the title. Okay, yes. Excuse me. Correct, Rodia. Neil Diamond Day, by the way.